Hey everybody, this is my very first podcast. My first guest ever was Luke Shepard, great coworker, even better friend, and we really bounce ideas off each other. It kind of goes all over the place. We kind of threw the format out the window on this one. It was real fun. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. So, what do you want to talk about, Luke? Um, I don't know. What have you been up to during the quarantine? This quarantine is been really taking a toll on my mental health, dude. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I find myself... It's weird. So, I find myself talking to myself. And it's not in a normal, like, I have to get this done. It's you have to get this done. Okay. So, like, I am talking to myself in the third person in my own head. <laughs> do, you, do you talk to, out loud at all? Or? Sometimes. Though. Okay. Because I've been finding myself talking more out loud than I have been in the past recently. Is your dog there at least? Well, I mean, <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to me, so, but well, still. I mean, that's a little less crazy than what I do, <laughs> especially when I'm sitting down here alone in the dark. <laughs> a little bit. The darkness probably doesn't hurt. The darkness takes over every once in a while too, man. But yeah, um, I've been thinking a lot lately. It's, I know it's one of those, I know I should reach out to people like once a day, like just once pick, a day. Wouldn't you know, just like pick a random person, just or you know, just call them up, start texting or yeah, or something. And then I think to myself, nah, they yeah. haven't reached out to me. Fuck buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go back back to my ah, fucking no one wants to talk to me thing. Yeah, like ah, oh, no one wants to talk to me because no one reached out to me and blah 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 blah. blah. A little it's, bit, yeah. It's kind of your ego taking over. A little bit, day. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. One question, the same question to every single one of my guests, and it's. Where do you think thoughts come from? I, and you told me that yesterday, mm-hmm. and I've had some thought about it. Right? Look at that. Yeah, you <laughs> thought about thoughts. Um, <laughs> it's like the universe is thinking about itself. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's. I think deep down, I mean, obviously everyone's going to have their own thought process of where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me... Uh, and it's kind of a guy thing too, but I feel like I'm kind of a problem solver. Sure. So I, I see the world as one giant problem, which... <laughs> the world is one giant problem. Which dude. is not really too far from it. It's really not that far off, yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, when I'm actively engaged or like, you know, focused, I'm like, okay, square peg, square hole. Triangle peg, triangle hole. Um, what makes the most sense, basically. Yeah. Right? Like Occam's razor kind of stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, you get into those relaxed moments where you're chilling with friends in the shower, um, not focusing on anything. And I think that's where the... Like creativity comes into play. Mm-hmm. Like your left side brain talks to your right side brain. Like, kind of... holy shit, I could, I could fit that triangle peg in a square hole. Yeah, if I just mesh the tri, if I pull one edge of the triangle out, it becomes a square, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I can do that because I can manipulate my, my, my surroundings kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? So that's what, I don't know, like, that's what I was kind of thinking about where for me, I think it's like when I relax is when I can really think hmm. when I don't have anything coming at me. Kind of like, um, I noticed when I'm on like my runs or my walks that my mind races all different sorts of ways that I never really noticed before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's weird. Just, uh, I want to say today or yesterday, all, all my days are really running together. I don't even know what day it is today. But, um, 
I was running, right? And I run by a cemetery every time. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, I can envision myself being buried, mm-hmm. but I'll be dead. So how can I even envision that kind of thing? Then I was like, I kind of took it a step further. I'm like, does that mean my mind is like a, a time machine? I'm literally <laughs> looking into the future. Right. I'm literally looking into the past and you think of memories. Like, are, are they like one and the same all on a continuum? Right. <laughs> and I was sober. <laughs> almost have like one of those like deja vu moments without having to be in the present. Exactly. In that moment. Yeah, you don't have to be in what you're doing. Like, if you're literally in the in the moment while you're running, it's just like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. But your mind gets distracted, or it's trying to distract yourself, or distract your distract itself from the pain that's actually going through your body with every step that you take. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. So therefore, it's a defense mechanism. Maybe I honestly I don't know. So like it's the body's trying to tell itself to go back to its comfort zone. Exactly. But then the mind kicks in and it can kind of wash away the pain by thinking about stuff that. Like, that's another good question. About. Is like what is pain? Mm-hmm. You know, like um, there's pain and then there's like you know like injured. You know, like um, are you hurt or? Or can you not walk? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, I stubbed my toe, or oh my god, I broke my ankle kind of thing, you know? Did you do you uh, misstep that stair, or did you fall from an airplane? Because one <laughs> yeah. of them is going to be a big thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was thinking about... Uh, I've been doing a lot more cardio recently, and it, it's like the moment I start doing cardio, it's like my mind starts going on these, like, tangents where... It's like, oh, I could do this. Oh I, oh, I could do that. And then I started thinking about... Oh, have you thought about it this way or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Like, recently, I thought about the content I've consumed in the past two months. With nothing to do, all the content I've been consuming through YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit. Um, all this content I've consumed. And what have I gotten out of it or what, what I want to get out of it? Yeah. And then I started thinking, like, holy shit, maybe I should make a website called Too Much Content. Too Much Content. <laughs> Where it narrows it down, but then I think, that's just more content. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's just like, and then my mind's just racing about this stuff. And then, yeah. and then next thing I know, my 20 minutes is over. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, my God, I'm tired now. <laughs> I know. I got to go uh, get on the foam roller for the next five minutes. So yeah. then, I st- then I stopped thinking about it. So I don't know. Just yeah, when your when your body is forced to do one thing and one thing only for like a continuous time frame, it's almost like your mind has this free reign of, well, fuck, I can think about this stuff. Yeah, you know, it's just, I think that it, uh, it goes into the same thing with like meditation and yoga and stuff. You know, like um, the mind body connection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, you're doing a monotonous movement. Your your body your mind doesn't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Same thing. When, it's not even necessarily when you're working out either. Like when you're driving, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. uh, when you're driving home from work, you know the exact route you're gonna do. Blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Speed limit. Blah blah blah. That shit and all of a sudden, me. you blink and you're home. Mm-hmm. You're like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Did and you know that you, happened before, right? Yeah. And, you, and you're like, did, like you just you think back, it's like, I don't remember taking that turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, like what if I like. What happened in the last fifteen minutes? <laughs> what was that speed bump on the highway? Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness! And like, the only way you actually like come back into the moment is if something 
out of the normal jars your jars your brain into the moment Mm -hmm. you know so I really think like your brain is some sort of like meta time machine you know it's like because are you really present if you're not present (laughs) you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like your body you can physically be somewhere but you could be mentally miles away or decades away you know Mm -hmm. like it's 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 really weird. Or if, if you really go down that rabbit hole, I mean, you know? I mean, I've been kind of thinking about you know time travel. Oh my god! Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I think we we're time traveling right now, technically. Well, you know? we always are. Yeah. Every oh, second is a time travel. Um, I was kind of thinking like, what if time travel is real, but the what if the machines in the future we create don't technically bring us back to this exact dimension? What if it takes us to a different dimension oh. where we can like travel in time, but just not to this plane of existence. Oh my god. So like, you could pick like, whatever today is, let's say. Uh, you can pick out, you can pick May 13th at 3.15 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But, it's unrecognizable. Right. You know, like, you can go exact moment, space, and time, but you're in a different dimension of that same space and time. So therefore, it looks completely and utterly different. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm completely alien you know um when people talk about like doing like psychedelic drugs and stuff um people talk about dmt and having it having it go into like different realms Mm -hmm. you know like geometric shapes is what they see and stuff i really want to try it (laughs) but i'm actually very scared to try it but um definitely want a babysitter yes yes you need like a what do they call those like a shaman yeah right Mm -hmm. you know somebody like guide you through that experience like Mm -hmm. everything's okay don't freak (laughs) out it'll be over in 15 minutes (laughs) but like uh i don't know none of my friends have ever done it so i don't i don't think i'll probably do it but i I want to i want to experience it because i like when you get into experiencing things what exactly is happening Mm-hmm. You know, like say a concert venue or like a, or a psychedelic trip. It's it's the exact same thing. You're still uh, things happening physically in your brain. It's just getting flooded with chemicals, mm-hmm. right? So physically, it's the same thing happening. So therefore, the psychedelic trip is real. You know, in a way, in mm-hmm. a sense, if you want to think about it that right. way, right? You know? And probably using more of your brain, which you've never used before. Exactly. So how do you even know? If it was real, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is real? Is it like that comes that comes even even crazier question. You know, mm-hmm. like if you <laughs> welcome to my brain. <laughs> you know, like welcome to my my reality is I go stupid in depth into all of these kind of things, and it never shuts off. Mm-hmm. I have to like make it shut off with like yoga, meditation, and working out and stuff. But my mind is always racing. It's just, if it's one thing, it's it has to be that way for a while because if it's a different way, then I'm all on the other side. And then there's moments where I just bounce around to different things. From my mind, when it races, like like recently, because of the whole quarantine and me be, probably being alone and not really talking to a lot of people and stuff, like I've had moments where I just had to like sh- like sit there and just like wait things out because like I've had all that those thoughts bombarding my head at the same time and, and how do you how do you stop it or, or not necessarily stop it how do you funnel it into something uh, creative or something productive you right. know what I mean mm-hmm. like how, how, what's your technique I really haven't perfected a technique uh, you just, just do random things and hope it gets better <laughs> recently I've just been taking naps <laughs> oh I mean talk about time travel dude like um, have you ever done um uh, you, you've, you've had surgeries, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
anesthetic. You, you're out, and then you're back. <laughs> but it is hours later. Mm-hmm. Sometimes days if it's really, really bad. You yeah. know? And, like, coma patients, like, are they technically time traveling? Because you blink, and all of a sudden it's ten years later. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, that's weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I couldn't imagine even experiencing that, let alone trying to, like, extrapolate it into my own head. <laughs> I mean, with the surgeries I've had and, like, the colonoscopies I've had, like, that, they call it the twilight drug, and, like, the moment it hits your veins and, like, the oxygen, like, it, it just, like, hits you like a wall. And then next thing you know, you're being told to wake up and you're like, huh? You're like, oh, I feel a little nauseous or something, you know? I don't know if you get nauseous with I feel, or not. I feel but... revived. Like, I, I feel good. You feel like... Uh... <laughs> I kind of look forward to it, to be honest with you. It, it's like the best sleep you've ever... Well, for me, it's the oh, best Luke sleep is... I've ever gotten. Oh, it's official, the podcast. Uh, Luke is now a morphine addict. So. Oh, it's not morphine. I Actually, I had morphine when I had my hip, hip replaced, and that I can't take morphine. You can't do morphine? Mm-mm. That stuff makes me throw up. I don't think I've ever had morphine. I know my dad, when my dad had his neck surgery... He had a morphine drip, mm-hmm. and like it would go every twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and you just have to push a button yeah. for it to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, once that my mom literally set a timer on her phone, <laughs> and every time the twenty minutes comes up, she hits that morphine drip just so that uh, so that asshole didn't come out of him, you know. <laughs> so he wasn't just a complete prick to her. I can see that, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I get it. You know, next surgery you're sitting in the hospital for. I think he was in there for seven straight days, sure. you know, like trying to recovery and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, like for me, for my hip surgery, I had an epidural. Um, Is that what they give to pregnant, pregnant chicks? Exactly. Yeah. And so, when what they, does that exactly do? Um, it just like so they have you bend over where your discs are. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, your, uh, I'm very mature. Your spinal discs uh, separate, and then they uh, stick the needle in between. Isn't the needle like this big? I don't know. I was uh, facing the other way. Oh right, you were bent over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so people on the podcast couldn't see my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and so they stick it in between the discs, they shoot it into your spine and then supposedly, you know, like at the bottom of your basically paralyzes. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so it's like, a, it felt like you just pissed your pants. It just, it's that warm sensation flooding down your legs. Cause there's no more, no feeling feeling. Yeah. But everything else, everything still works though. Like it doesn't cut off like the blood flow. Or no, anything. Like, no, yeah, just, like, yeah, everything still works. And then can you still you can't move it. You can't move anything. Like, like oh my god, that'd be sick. Like, you're, 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 look, you're looking at your legs and you're like, like move, like moving, you're trying to move your toes, and you just look at them and there, there's no movement. And you're like, oh move my god, your toes. that freaked me move out. <laughs> it, it was weird. You're looking at your toes, just like mm-hmm. nothing happening. Yeah. So uh, that was on. Then that during surgery. I think I told you this one. For five minutes, I was out. Um, like they they gave me the gas, or whatever. To did you wake back up? Yeah. Oh my god! And so in the middle, or was it? Yeah. And so you know, I, they're chopping away at the bone and stuff. And I remember I, you telling me this. I right? couldn't. I couldn't feel anything. So I was just you know. You're I, watching. You're well, watching them. I'm basically. A, I'm a 23 year old kid on the on the table just. Like what else are you gonna do? Like, can I? Like, so, I would be like, put me the fuck back out, please. This is freaking me out. <laughs> I have nightmares from that. So, um, I was awake through the whole process. In the recovery, I was wide awake. Um, so there was that. And then for my, Dude, how long was the process? Uh, like hour, two hours. Two hours. Yeah. 
Um, that's how long my dad's. My dad had his hip replaced too. That's about how long his was too. It wasn't too bad. Like, don't they literally like get a mallet and like bang that thing oh, yeah. back in? Oh yeah. <laughs> they jam it in there yeah. too. Um, and then the colonoscopies. Uh, I, I my first colonoscopy I had when I was sixteen, and I remember. I think this is probably why I enjoy the process now is because when I was sixteen, they gave me enough drugs to knock out like a three hundred pound man. Um, but me being 16 at the time, I was scared, so I fought it. Oh, um, and that so makes sense. through the through that, I learned to just accept it. And so now I almost like welcome it. It's like give me that fucking 16. You, you said it was a colonoscopy. You said mm-hmm. waking, being awake through the colonoscopy that was no fun. I bet because yeah. I could feel that <laughs> every little <laughs> nook and cranny, and then and, and then he put the camera in <laughs> all that. Yeah, so that was not, that was not fun. So now you get a colonoscopy every year. I'm assuming. Um, this is the first year. Oh, I full did. disclosure. Uh, uh, put your uh, if you if you do care to put your medical issues out there. No. Okay. I, so Luke has Crohn's disease, and what else? That's I, it. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. So far. So far. <laughs> so just FYI for the people who didn't know what the hell he's talking about. So this is the first year where I didn't have to have a colonoscopy because I was doing so well. Oh, okay. And so, like they do, like blood work or something. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every three to six months, they'll usually grab some labs just to see how I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and but I had to have a couple polyps removed. Yeah. Um, so I still get I still got the my Twilight drug oh. for the year. <laughs> okay. Um, so the polyps is that like that's like pre-cancer, right? Is that mm-hmm. what that is? So, mm-hmm. yeah. They're just making sure it's not. Colon cancer, right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, does Crohn's cause colon cancer? Um, you have more of a high, like, higher risk. Yeah, yeah. And, and gotcha. my aunt on my dad's side died of colon cancer when she was like forty, low forties. Yeah, mine just died of colon cancer too. She was fighting it for like ten years. Fuck. She died like uh, December, I think, maybe January, something like that. Yeah. But I, it's, it's one of those things where. I feel lucky because I, I see all the bad stuff from it. Yeah. And so far, I have not hit that. Well, what happened with her is she, my uh, my mom told me this story. It was, she never went to the doctor, you know, she, perfectly fine. It, people with cancer don't know they have cancer right. until they get yeah, diagnosed yeah. Oh, yeah. with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not like you get cancer and all of a sudden you're bleeding out every orifice, mm-hmm. orifice, <laughs> whatever, you know, and... So what happened is she was just having some digestive issues. She just thought she was backed up for a couple months, right? Yeah. And uh, turns out she eats something. She's driving down the road and throws up all over herself because she's literally the cancer blocked up mm-hmm. her entire colon. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's and she goes to the doctor like this is normal, <laughs> you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she has stage four colon cancer and it's already spread to her bones and like everything like that, dude. It's and she got diagnosed when she was like 44 she died when she was 54 like that's scary stuff man well and if you think about it so she got diagnosed in what uh, 2010 then from that ish but, I think it was 2008 something like that and, I was still in high school so. and I would say even still today as it is back then you don't go to well here in America you don't really go to the doctor until it's like a problem yeah because they don't pay for preventative care you mm-hmm. know we can get or back in the day like for me um, I was 
100% worried about having a pre-existing condition. Oh so, God. so if I had one second oh, where I didn't have uh, health insurance, then I would have been kicked off any future yeah, insurance and plans. Then, yeah. Oh my so God. in the past, I've always had to like overlap insurances. And then, of course, during those overlap periods, um, I've had uh, problems with insurance companies where billing, where they're like, well, you build this company, but not this one. Uh, so we're not going to cover you on this. Instance. Oh yeah. my god! So I, I can understand why people nowadays just if my if my side's hurting, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'll go to WebMD and and I'll take some uh, over the counter drugs for it mm-hmm. or something, you know, instead of actually going to a physician, seeing what's wrong and treating it from there. Right. Know, I'm, I'm going to try some essential oils. <laughs> I'm going to get my moon rocks going. I'm going to get my crystals all in line <laughs> and I'm going to figure And I'm going to wait out. until Saturn is aligned with Jupiter exactly. and then I'm going to stab my heart with a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what the website says so I'm going to do yep. that. Yeah. That's what some shaman on the internet said. Yep. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I mean that's what scares me is like people now I mean I, I People nowadays just don't do Shove that. crystal up my ass. Maybe that should be the title of this podcast. Crystal's up my ass. <laughs> crystal up the sphincter. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that's a podcast Letty would listen to. Oh, my God. It really would be. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, though, that's, that's crazy. Like, is there... Obviously, you've had a lot of experience in this, so... Do you have, like, an informed opinion on how to fix it? Fix the system? Or do you have, like... Do you have any, like, sort of theories anything like that um i mean for me i don't like how i mean obviously it's a capitalist country can't get around it right so like a saline bag you know like five bucks to make three hundred dollars to charge insurance company um and then of course your insurance only covers say 80 percent. so that means you're left with uh what did I say, like $300 or $500? Yeah. We'll just call it $1,000 and make yeah, it. Make it yeah. Yeah. So then you're left with a $200 charge for you. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're not doing it just to screw you. Mm-hmm. They're doing it to screw the hospitals, get their money. Mm-hmm. Or other way around. Hospitals are doing it to the insurance company so that they can get their money. So they can get paid. But the insurance company is like, I'm not paying this entire bill because they're screwing me, so I'm going to fuck my client, right. basically, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like... And so I remember taking um, an early drug called Remicade for my Crohn's, where it would shut down my immune system. Um, in the early, like literally shut it down. I mean, that's what my Humira kind of does too. Is like, so my Crohn's attacks the healthy stuff uh, theoretically. Okay. And so then my biological drugs that I'm taking, like right now it's Humira. Back then it was Remicade. That stuff kind of suppresses the immune system, so it stops it. Well, slows itself down, stops it, yeah. so that way it doesn't harm itself. Interesting. So in the God, the body's weird, isn't it? Holy crap! So yeah. earlier when I was taking Remicade, they would give me uh, Benadryl, so that way uh, if, I, if allergy medication. Yeah. Okay. So that way, if I went into because if your body creates antibodies against the drug, you could go into. Uh, shock or uh, oh, you, you also oh, it could be okay. You just have like allergic reaction yeah. to it then. Um, and so I remember reading over some earlier medical bills where it was like they charged me for like the the plastic cup that the Benadryl came in. Oh my god! And then well, that, I've, I, I've seen some uh, stories like where they they charge you like five dollars for a Tylenol pill. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I could have brought my own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then so early on, I mean. I don't like to read those things, um, and it, 
even now as an adult, I kind of just like shove it off to the side and just mm-hmm. pay whatever they want me to. But back then, I was like, you want me to do this, this, and this? Yeah. So, like, so earlier, I would just tell them, no, I don't want my bad draw. Yeah, tell them to go fuck themselves, basically. Just give me the fucking drug. Dude, like... Uh, oh, so as far as fixing the system? Yeah. Um, obviously, trying to calm down the insurance companies that fuck you over, so that way people, like... It's you basically like a, a, just a giant industry-wide pissing contest mm-hmm. is, is basically what the mm-hmm. uh, healthcare industry is doing, right? And so, and like right now during a pandemic, they had to let go of some uh, staff just because they had to, they don't have the money coming in for that stuff anymore. Oh my God, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to like let go of like nurses and uh, like janitorial staff, I'm assuming? Or I don't like, know, but I, I just I just know that some medical staff and... Because they have to make room for COVID pay, Like why, why are they, mm-hmm. or are they just... Nobody's going in for elective surgeries or like what they just don't have the money. I mean, yeah. I mean, like for with no elective surgeries, no money's coming in. I mean, yeah. If I had to get a mole removed, I definitely wouldn't be doing that right now. Right. You know. And yeah. so, I mean, obviously, the money is a huge issue. Um, I also think communication in between doctors is another issue. Like for the even that's difficult with HIPAA, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And where your medical records are and stuff. Um, I mean, I remember my grandma, she was on, you know, a wide range of medications. And then when she went to a new specialist and he was reviewing the medication list, like, why are you on this? Why are you on that? Because like, and she this, probably wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. A normal person would never know. Right. Right. Yeah. And so all her doctors beforehand had never reached out to the other doctors. So like, it was just a big old clusterfuck, mm-hmm. basically. So I do believe that, um, that the whole how to say it the medical industry as far as like medications and medical history need to be on some sort of a level where like anyone can put access it to the it. cloud yeah, yeah but or, you don't want anyone to ask, access it though or maybe you like know, HIPAA's in there for a reason have it on the blockchain network Block, yeah dude blockchain could absolutely mm-hmm. help that I, I mean I obviously there's gonna be I don't fully understand blockchain, but that's a rabbit hole I kind of want to go down. It, I mean, I, I think it's more secure than anything. It's it, like the most, it's the most encrypted thing you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Be, do, but the I thing, don't to sound like a bumbling idiot on this subject. But, but the like, one thing is, like, you still need to figure out how to access someone's files from right. the blockchain. Because, like, one person has a key, the other person has a key, and they put it into a system, and then the system unlocks something like that, right? I'm in some certain cases maybe yeah that's yeah i'm a like i said i'm sound like a bum i, I had trouble starting garage band with this podcast so <laughs> let alone talking about blockchain so yeah. uh, there's a lot of holes in the whole medical industry but i don't think money or just sharing of information is going to fix it I yeah just all... you can't just throw money at this problem and hope it fixes itself you know right um how, how do you feel about medicare for all i think it would, it would, it would definitely simplify things um, but there are benef- there are drawbacks to like innovation. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people on the right say that um, doctors won't go into that field anymore because they won't get paid as well. But like, I feel like doctors become doctors for for a reason, right? <laughs> it's like you're not you don't just go through twelve years of school and then hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt just because you're going to get paid well after the twelve years is over. Well, okay, you know? some people are probably like that. 
Uh, like some, some. I'm par- sure there's always there's always going to be those people. Yeah. Yeah, those like, parents pushing like you need to be a mm-hmm. lawyer, you need to be a doctor, so right. that way you but if honor the, the family. If, if if you're out for the money, you go and be a venture capitalist. Mm-hmm. You go and you make you get to let your money work for yourself. You don't right. just, you don't go into the medical field to make money. Right. I mean, obviously, let me let me take that back. You go into the medical field to make money. Obviously, you would, otherwise you wouldn't do it. However, you're not there. You're not going to the medical field to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. basically. You know, right. and that's what um, people on the right say is: if you don't pay them as much, you're not going to get as good talent. It's like I don't see that argument. You know, I, I think that ar- argument's filled with a lot of holes. You know, mm-hmm. given but what they can get from the stock market, I don't know. So right, right. Um, it yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta make up your R and D costs somewhere, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. know, um, it can't just be from one head. There's going to be multiple heads for Medicare for All in order for it to succeed in a size. I I think Medicare for All would work if they implement it but stay vigilant. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they can't implement it and then forget. Yeah. You know, they have to stay vigilant and see what's working, see what's not working, and adjust from there. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, even left, right, Libertarian, whatever, we can all agree the medical system's not working for anybody's favor except the insurance companies and and uh, uh, hospitals. Right. And being the most pro- not most profitable, but the most the wealthiest nation in the world, really, I think health should be a human right. I mean, is, yeah. it, is that? I don't think that's crazy to say. You know what's you know? funny though is the people who have that choice of making it a Medicare for all system are the politicians. Who technically have? Who already have Medicare for all? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for life, honestly. Like you, what you serve four years and you have it for the rest of your life. I don't know about the time limit, but yeah, it's pretty much your. Once you're a politician, like a senator or a congressman, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you're you're good. You're golden. You have all that power. And I'm I'm a I feel like I'm a very reasonable person. You know, I look at things when, when, from a no bullshit aspect. You know, uh, at least I try try to. You know, everyone's gonna have their own biases, but. Um, I don't think you should go bankrupt if you roll your ankle while you're trying to uh, do some cardio. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. if you break your ankle and you have no health insurance, mm-hmm. you're getting a bill for a couple thousand dollars. I mean, they... Um, have to, especially if you have to go to the... If you have to use the ER. In the, you have to go to uh, the yeah, ambulance. Yeah, the internet, they're, yeah. Telling you, they're telling people if you go, have to go to the ER and you don't have any money, you don't have uh, health insurance, you just tell them a different name, different birth date... And then you just, yeah, you get you get your service and, and bounce. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and that's the reason why they have to charge so much is because they have to write so much off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a, a lose lose situation for everybody. So, I mean, an over uh, overhauling the entire system would probably be the best case scenario. Got to figure out a way where everyone it's a win win for both sides. And right now. Honestly, I think it's just way too complicated of a subject to, oh, yeah. ha- to have a clear winner on any, any side. Oh, yeah. I think the best way to do it would just be to, honestly, take it one step at a time, maybe like incrementalism. Small steps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, first what we're going to do is make sure if you, you're going to have a, a limit on how much you spend mm-hmm. at the hospitals. Mm-hmm. If it's more than that, the government will take over for you. Right. You know, no matter if you have health insurance or not, the government will pay, take over if you have say like half a million dollars mm-hmm. you know like you have 
everybody in the United States has a catastrophic plan, Mm -hmm. you know, like something like that. Um, Because those those plans exist via Medica and uh, the government run healthcare stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, why not? You know, right? But that would also be—you also have to see unintended consequences down the road. If every uninsured person comes in, the hospital—what's stopping the hospital from going? All right, well, that Tylenol now costs a million dollars. You know, like. But obviously, that's an extreme example. But then that gets into the—that gets into the argument of government getting control over hospitals in the. Oh my god! In yeah, the, in the long run, if the government controls state-run hospitals, I'd be, I'd be, it, it, I mean, Orwellian be, almost. That's dystopian. Look, in, in my view, it might be, it might be good, good overall. Though, what do you think? <laughs> I think it should be. I think hospitals should stay in the private sector. It's, it's a, you know, it could be a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it not being a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I just think of like. <laughs> the aluminum foil wearing people uh hat the aluminum hat people thinking oh, uh, like conspiracy theorists if i go to the government ran <laughs> hospital and um they stick a needle on me that's a track they put a I'm tracking gonna get autism <laughs> <laughs> they put a tracking beacon and now they know what my thoughts are oh my god no, actually no they're not foil tin foil hats there's a there's a, a name for them and that's called schizophrenia <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I know the government shouldn't be in the medical field because a they don't have well our government officials barely have medical degrees. They barely have degrees, dude. Like they're all lawyers. Mm-hmm. Like every single politician or is a businessman. lawyer. Yeah, I'd rather a businessman than a lawyer, honestly, mm-hmm. because I don't want somebody going. How much can I get away with legally? And, you know, and like, most of the time, lawyers know how to talk. Where they never incriminate themselves. They never incriminate themselves or their crony buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly. like... Exactly. Um, that's, I think, root of most of the problem is, mm-hmm. the, is the lawyer politician. <laughs> what does it feel like to die? What does it feel like to die? I don't know, man. Um, just the absence of everything. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't feel the floor on my butt. Um, I don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> that one really dumbfounds like, people. Like there is no, there is no nothing. Uh, I've read a lot of like near death experiences, and like they describe it like it's heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, like like religion kind of religious kind of style. If if that's what their background is, you know, if they grew up religious, they're gonna be like, oh, I was just heading to heaven. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, I'm thinking like. What exactly is happening here? Are they hallucinating? Are they are their brains getting flooded with chemicals that um, makes it feel like it's serenity? You know, it makes it feel like everything is going to be okay. You know, like that's probably what the body. I'm assuming that's what the body has it natural defense mechanisms because we've been dying for hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind, gotta, of, kind of like when you're getting attacked by a wild animal, your body kind of just like shuts itself down so exactly. you don't feel you don't feel nothing. Yeah, yeah. like. Like shock, mm-hmm. you know. Like, um, have you ever broken a leg or anything like that? And obviously, you had your hip. But um, I remember. So there was this time where uh, I broke both arms and my arm. Both arms at the same time. Yeah. Oh and, my and God. So basically, I, I landed backwards, and it just snapped both arms, oh, and then it dislocated God. it. 
And so here I am with a <laughs> just wait, with, with a ninety to people. <laughs> with a ninety degree forearm. Oh my god! Okay. Um, and I just I didn't feel a thing. Um, yeah, it's like and like everyone around me is freaking out, and I'm just like, please get my shoes on. Mm-hmm. The hospital is that way. Let's yeah. just go over there. <laughs> go over there. And, the, <laughs> and over I there. I remember walking into the um the front. I think it was I, I don't remember if it was the emergency entrance at all, but I remember like walking and I was like. I have a problem, and then <gasps> and I'm and I'm like 15 at the time. Right. My parents aren't anywhere to be found, yeah. so I'm, they're asking me like all these. What were you doing, by the way? Um, I was, you know, those sketcher skates back in the day. Um, like I have like the, a uh, long time ago, like the, the, just like plastic, not the Heelys, but the like, Heelys, yeah, that's what I was but ask. like an actual like I don't know. I think it was like a shoe, and then you could slap on the. <laughs> the wheels underneath. You were so cool. Oh, but uh, what <laughs> like roller blades for your shoes. What I was doing was I, we were killing time before a party, um, and so a friend was working at a shoe store, and oh. and so we were just you fuck around the new new products and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that so yeah, that's how I broke it. Um, <laughs> but I just remember the ladies just like trying to get all my information and like before who, they even fixed your arm. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and, like, can you just fix me real quick and then we'll get this? <laughs> and and then. Five minutes into it, um, I just remember starting to get that rush of the adrenaline was basically wearing off. Oh, and, and then, then that, all of a sudden the pain started coming back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I yeah. started freaking not freaking out, but I just started like I gotta sit down. I'm not not feeling well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like oh, a wheelchair that wheels me back to a room. It's like oh, fuck! I should yeah. have done should have yeah. done this earlier. Yeah. Um, some people throw up. You mm-hmm. know, like right away they just start throwing up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me personally, I, I broke my ankle uh, playing basketball in high school, and uh, like same thing with you. Like I didn't feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing going on. I was just like, I heard a big old. It's like I, 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 ju- I did a, a jumper, came down on someone's foot, and it just snapped my ankle. You know, mm-hmm. and like everyone in the gym heard it. Mm-hmm. Like the inti- you could hear a pin drop after <laughs> it happened. Everybody looked at me. I'm just sitting there on the ground going, oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, just like almost in shock, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't feel it, but I knew that should be hurting. Like, right. I knew it should be like, this is the probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, but why is it not hurting? Right. Kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Same thing with gunshot victims. Uh, have you ever read anything like that? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who gets shot, um, all they, 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 they smell it first, apparently. So, like, they smell the burning flesh, Ooh. like the bullet going through them, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've never been shot, and I don't want to take this, uh, don't take anything I say seriously, because this could be completely false. But, um, apparently, like, I, I think was, I heard this on a podcast, I think it was Radio Lab is where I heard it. Okay. But, um, anyways, um, the first thing they smell is the burning flesh of their skin. And then they look down, like, then they're bleeding. Hmm. They still don't feel it. So, like, the body's all automatically having, like, a, a reaction to mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm assuming... How it would you wouldn't feel anything when you die, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, something like that. I, yeah, I mean, I guess death would always be in certain circumstances. Like, you know, if it was a sudden death, I mean, you may not feel much. Mm-hmm. And then there's other where it might be a slow, painful death. You know, like drowning. Where uh, I, I picture you want to know, you want to know my worst fear, getting eaten by a snake. Like a big snake or like yeah. well, a little snake? You're not going to get eaten by a gardener snake. I'm talking like an anaconda kind of thing. Okay. Think about that. Swallowed alive? Yeah. Like you're getting you're getting squeezed by that snake, yeah. right? Yeah. And then like, oh, 
my shoulder comes out of place. Oh, I can't breathe anymore. And it's like, all of a sudden, you see a fucking... Yeah. And it start uh, the jaw unlocks, and all of a sudden, it's going over your fucking head. Did you watch Anaconda as a kid? I did. That freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, imagine yourself dying like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean... It freaks me out just, like, just talking about it. Because, you know? yeah, I mean, when you're restricted, yeah, you can't fucking do yeah, it. So then, if you see it, if you see it coming... There's anacondas and like there's also like boa constrictors in oh, Florida, yeah. dude. Like the, apparently boa constrictors in Florida is a really big problem down there. Hmm. But that's here and there. <laughs> um, but anyways, dying that way would probably be the worst way to die. And the easiest way to die would be like probably in a nuclear attack or nuclear bomb. You'd just be vaporized. Yeah. Just done. Mm-hmm. You know. There is no if like no, you know you don't even know it's there. That's another thing I was thinking. When I was, another thing I was thinking about on my run. Is like, what if that happened? <laughs> you know, like, what if we were just vaporized already? Nuclear war happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Everyone was vaporized, and then we just kind of, our mind just kind of kept going, and everything else is just a figment of our imagination. Damn. You know, like, how could you, how could you disprove that? Yeah. You know, it kind of seems like that's the issue now when we have a fucking cartoon character as our president, you know? It's like, uh, it's just... I'm starting to believe in simulation theory, dude. Like, for real. Like, it's... I go down that rabbit hole often. I mean, playing SimCities... I mean, I would agree. Like, you know, like, you're... you're when you're bored with SimCity, you can do a natural disaster. <laughs> well, I mean, the developers put those, like, random simulations, like, where an alien comes out. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, just like, like a big old mothership comes down. <laughs> like, everything, everything's going hunky-dory, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, this crazy thing that you would yeah. never expect happened. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, like... And next thing you know, the people playing the game were, like, bored of it, so they're like, ah, I'm done, and turns it off. And they're like, we're... Then our, our zeros and ones are no longer active. It's just... Oh, God. And then, like... That's the crazy. That's like my mind is uh, my neurons are firing right now. So like, Big Bang, right? Obviously, everyone knows that. Knows what the Big Bang is. Like, we started with an infinitely small dot and just expanded from there, right? At what point does consciousness come into play? You know, like, was it always there in that infinite little spot? Did it develop? via hydrogen did it via, develop via when the uh, a, a periodic table came into play mm-hmm. how about or does it does it need a human being to be do, does a human being need consciousness or is it separate from human beings you know like at what point does do atoms form in a certain way to where those said atoms can study itself <laughs> right <laughs> like <laughs> or like you know like throughout the mil- the millions and millions of years is like this atom and this atom together don't work and so another million years goes by and they're like well this atom and this atom come together and then they make this small insignificant microbe yeah and, and then, then all of a sudden that microbe makes uh, mutates again and, and like oh well this version worked better than that version mm-hmm. this version works better than that version and over billions of years really is what it's been mm-hmm. we have us <laughs> where in that process does yeah. the, where we 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 as a species be able to look back and study that I think it was like 
I think That's it was the craziest part of human beings. I think it was like Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, we got into Star Trek. I should probably watch I think, Star Trek. I think it was like Q took Picard back to like, showed him like back on the planet of Earth in this pile of goo. Oh my god. <laughs> and he said this is this is the where it all started. This is where it all started. Like one microorganism. <laughs> I think it was like a purple oozy looking bubbling. Probably kind of jellyfish, bro. Like, oh those yeah. Those things are fucking crazy. Yeah, those are prehistoric. Yeah. yeah. Dude. If... Uh, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, so and he has this analogy all the time, is imagine if we never knew what an octopus was. We've never seen an octopus before, up to 2020. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, somebody finds out what an octopus is in the ocean, or finds an octopus in the ocean, they'll be like, what in the fuck is this thing, you know? Like, <laughs> or jellyfish, or like, anything like that, you know? Like, those are alien beings. Yeah. They're literally... There's aliens on the Earth. There's aliens living amongst us. Oh, yeah. And they're octopus or jellyfish or squid, giant squid. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, the ocean is just a different, um, hem, not hemisphere, a different uh, atmosphere, not atmosphere either. What am I trying to, what am I trying to say? Um, habitat. It's a different habitat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and things develop differently there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Because, like, for us on the land. Yeah. We evolved where, like you said, we can analyze ourselves. Mm-hmm. But can they? Exactly. <laughs> they don't have thumbs, so they can't use microscopes. What you know? if they have created uh, the invisibility cloak so we don't see them down there? We can't do bioluminescence. Right. You know, like, people, um, uh, what, what's that one fish called? The anglerfish? Mm-hmm. Ever seen that thing? Mm-hmm. Where it has, like, a little fucking glowing thing on the top of it. And is it, it is brings, it in, pl- brings in its fucking uh, prey. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's the prey. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brings in its prey. For the, yeah, whatever. It's, it's the predator, and it brings in its yeah, prey yeah. via the mm-hmm. uh, light. Mm-hmm. I can't just randomly get my fingertips to start glowing. You know, like they've developed in wildly different way than we have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, the, like <laughs> they, that guy has a light bulb to get its food. I go down to High V and pick up a, a steak. We have a factory farming. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> We're like this animal is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure they produce they mate and produce a lot more of yeah. them, and then we're gonna I'm gonna charge five bucks a pound for it, and I'm gonna become a millionaire. You know, <laughs> because that's apparently what we find valuable. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> that's another good question: is why why do we value the things we value? It, yeah, I mean, back in the day. Our possessions were our our family, yeah. our loved ones next to us, and then we would just kind of move around and just you know help each other. Yeah, out. yeah we're clans. Mm-hmm. Like we had different tribes, different. We never, I mean, hunter gatherers never had more than a hundred people in their clan because mm-hmm. it'd be just too many people. You wouldn't be able to have a, a thriving community from that because you're gonna have somebody who doesn't carry their load, mm-hmm. right? You know they. If they didn't carry their load, they'd be cast out of the tribe and, and die alone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, nowadays when you have, what, 300 million people in the United States? Is that accurate? I know. Ish? I, I think I think it's, I know it's not more than 500, but I think it's more than 300. Yeah. So, so yeah. 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 So, we'll cut it in the middle. So, let's say for 400 million people, right? We have 400 million people in the United States, and that's just a rough estimate because mm-hmm. you're not, you don't have any of the undocumented workers. They're not. And mm-hmm. who knows how many people are, how many of those are. But, like, at what point does it stop becoming a community? You know? Like, how can you say you're all an American mm-hmm. if you if there's that many people? Mm-hmm. You know? Most people just uh, identified themselves as their, from their last name. Right. You know? Like, mm-hmm. 
what shoemaker you know like he was john shoemaker he was the shoemaker right <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. uh um that's 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 the way it was for thousands of years. Like your family could have been like a falconer, like <laughs> yeah. kind of family. Yeah, like we're the ones who bred the hawks. Right. You know, like we're the hawks family. And I walked, yeah. I watched over flocks of sheep. Exactly, <laughs> you were the shepherd. Right. I mean, dude, like it's that's literally how it was. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we have to identify with an entire nation because federal daddy tells us we have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. <laughs> Where does that come in? Like, when did that ever happen? Like, when did that start happening? You right. know, like, that's the crazy thing. And then that gets into about. the whole gerrymandering. <laughs> I mean, you can science the shit out of communities, you right. know? Like, well, literally cause a, uh, dictate elections on, on uh, gerrymandering and all that, oh, you yeah. know? It's like, that's, get local laws passed. When you realize, like, shit, my way of life is based around this side of the aisle... And my candidates in my district are definitely not going to go with what they want to do. So now i got to figure out a way to get what I need done and keep my job. Yeah. Yeah, and keep, uh, keep me employed for mm-hmm. governing so I'm just these gonna, people. I'm going to go down this block. I'm going to yeah. take a right. I'm going to go down these five blocks and keep, keep these houses up to the right. But to the left, I'll let them have those. Instead of identifying as a nation, you should, we should be identifying as a community. Or just we're human. Or human beings, exactly. Yeah. Like, look out for, for your brother. I was kind of thinking this whole pandemic thing would have shifted some... I don't know. I guess I was thinking too highly of it, but... You were very uh, optimistic about it? Yeah this, yeah. this whole, like, virus doesn't treat the poor or the rich, the what, skin color. Yeah. yeah. It affects everybody equally. Yeah. And then, next thing you know, it's just like... It still gets polarized. Mm-hmm. Like, or like here, gets, here yeah. in Omaha, I mean... Latinos in the black communities are getting affected a lot higher. Yeah, I, I have been hearing uh, stories about that. And I mean, I mean that can get you into the whole debate of you know um, lower poverty, and... uh, poverty, but I mean those people, uh, they work in the like South Omaha districts. They work more in oh, the they're factories. Oh, self-segregated and stuff. Is that what you're trying to say? Or I was just gonna say like the South Omaha people, like the Latinos. They work in factories, and then those factories are close. You work closer together, and so there's oh, more chance yeah. of... Oh, so, like, you, there's different factors than just race mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. affecting them, you mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, in Columbus, Nebraska, there's, no, there's... Isn't Columbus, Nebraska, like, really, really bad right now? Or, uh, like, or is that western Nebraska or whatever? I think it it's, oh, it's Grand Island. Grand Island, that's right, that's right. But, like, in Columbus, where I'm from, there's a lot of factories there. Mm. And so I worked in the factory as a kid in the summers... And so I understand how close you have to be. And so, but those people, they rely on those jobs. So then it's like, well, I have to go to work. I got to yeah. make the money. But and, because I'm not going to let my kids starve. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I get it. I understand the appeal, even going to work sick. So then you like, almost have no choice but to keep going to work while your boss's boss sits at home on the west side of town where... Right. He's nice and comfortable. He's nice and cozy, yeah, yeah. up in his, a two-story because he's making all the money off your labor. And you he know? can just zoom in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, you're doing that wrong. Right. But on, on the flip side of it, he is taking all the risks. You know, like, he's the one. He could literally be homeless if his if his company goes under. You know, so, like. And, and then that, and, that goes into the whole, if, it, if he's a real businessman, he would have had, like, this, every, 
if it went into bankruptcy, he would have all this money stashed off to the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what, like what Trump bankrupting casinos and stuff. Like, like yeah, yeah. like how do you bankrupt a casino? It's just like casino. one thing after another. Yeah, yeah. I, I get why a casino could go bankrupt in this climate because I don't see them even even reopening it for until the vaccine comes in. It's but. weird seeing those pictures of Fremont Street just like dark, like no one going there. Well, uh, that, in Vegas, you mean? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just weird. In yeah. Times Square, and all oh, those Venice scary, Beach. Yeah, it's like. Dude, it goes back to the uh, education thing we were talking about. You know, like, if you're just studying for a test, you can recite information pretty Mm -hmm. easily. It doesn't mean you grasp the concept. You're never going to retain it. Exactly. Like, I learned more on one podcast of Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. Shout out to Dan Carlin. (laughs) I keep doing that. But, uh, uh, have you listened to that? Mm -mm. Bro, super good. Anyways, but I learned more in one podcast than I did in every single history class I've ever taken. Because I was into it. I was intrigued. He captivates you. He mm-hmm. brings you in. He brings the, the minute details of every single little thing. Like the last one I just listened to was about World War One. Okay. And uh, this was way before the, the pandemic even happened. So I was just kind of putting these things together. Is Some of these hospitals are crying that they don't have enough room for what? 10,000, 15,000 patients, whatever. Like mm-hmm. at the absolute peak, right? right? Whatever. Right. Which, granted, by all means, that's that's a crisis. It really is. I'm not not demeaning that by any means, you know. But the first month of World War One, France had seventy thousand injured, hmm. almost a million dead. Like that's a magnitude of ten higher than well, what we're dealing with. So she back then when the population really, was really, 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 really recently. Mm-hmm. Like, just a hundred years ago now. A, a little more than a hundred years ago. Fuck. World War Two was worse. Yeah. And that was more recent. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, the Holocaust might... Or, like, the nuclear Holocaust might have happened. And we're just figments of our own imagination. <laughs> just brains in a vat just fucking floating around the universe thinking about space and time. <laughs> Very possible. Just I make... am completely sober. I'm not high at all. Making up... <laughs> our brains just making up our own... Making reality, yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I uh, came to that question. Like, what would it feel like to die? Would you even know? Would you even know if you died and then you just woke up the next day? That's a yeah. very crazy question to ask. You know, it's like he wouldn't. Right. <laughs> like all of a sudden you were vaporized. You didn't even know. Didn't even mm-hmm. know. Say a nuclear bomb hit Bellevue. Would we even know? No, no. Now, what if a nuclear... Because we have... There's a, a nuclear arsenal enough to blow up every single city in the, in the United States and around the world. What if every single... Every single square inch of the Earth was vaporized? Right. In an instant. Nobody even knew. What if that Soviet that suspected the program to be an error... Yeah. What if my brain put that guy there as the default, like... This didn't happen because this guy. Because this guy. But what really, if it, it did happen. It did happen, and yeah. And we're really just all dead, we're just talking to each, talking to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up. Oh man. But listen, we've been doing this for what two and a half hours. I'm gonna call it a day. Jesus. Five thirty. So. All right. Well, Luke, say your name. Is there anything else you want to uh, you want to promote? Um, Bear Performance Nutrition is good products by Nick Bear. Cool. 
right. Shout out to Nick Bear. That's the end of part one. I hope you join us for part two of our conversation.